Dustin Poirier is proving many wrong. The fighter from Lafayette, Louisiana is coming off one of the biggest wins of his career. And that comes against former UFC featherweight and lightweight champion Conor McGregor. A fighter that Dustin had fought before and lost to. And much like their first fight, it was a big one. But back in the day, Dustin was known for not being able to win the high stake matches. And this shaped the narrative of him being a fighter that was very good but unable to show up when it mattered. So of course, when it came to title talk, Dustin's name wasn't usually brought up. But in 2019, he became the UFC interim lightweight champion. And with his win over Conor McGregor, it not only shows how much he grew from their first fight, but now his name is always being brought up in regards to title contention. So how did Dustin Poirier get so good? Hey guys, it's Keon and today I'm going to be talking about Dustin the Diamond Poirier. A few of you requested this video and much like the Max Holloway one, it's hard to believe that Dustin got even better from how good he already was. But he definitely did and it couldn't happen to a better guy. So in this video, we're going to take a look at Dustin's MMA career to really understand how he got so good. But before we get to it, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video. But even the intro members get early access and video to the Keon Kamara podcast. And as always, the money goes to charity. Now let's get to it. Dustin began his MMA career on May 16, 2009 at the age of 20. His first opponent was Aaron Suarez. And it took Dustin a little over a minute to connect with punches and knock Aaron out. He picked up a submission win after this victory before fighting Joe Torres. After rocking him on the feet, Dustin secured a takedown and threw ground and pound before the ref stepped in. He picked up another knockout win three months later before fighting Ronnie Lease. And although it was Ronnie who pulled guard and tried to lock in a submission, it was Dustin who secured the armbar that forced the tap. In March of 2010, he fought Derek France. Although Derek took the fight down many times, Dustin found success off his back by trying to lock up a triangle choke. He also found success on the feet, but after getting taken down again in the second, Dustin attempted the triangle choke again and cranked on Derek's arm at the same time, and eventually it forced a tap. Two months later, Dustin fought Derek Gauthier. After the two felt each other out on the feet, Dustin rushed in with a barrage of punches, and it was the right hand that knocked Derek out. In August of 2010, Dustin signed with the WEC. His first opponent was Danny Castillo. Although Dustin attempted many submissions off his back, it was Danny who secured the takedown and maintained top control for most of the fight. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision, handing Dustin his first defeat. At WEC 52, he fought Zach Mickelwright. It took Dustin 53 seconds to connect with a bunch of punches before the ref stepped in. In October of 2010, the WEC merged with the UFC. So Dustin made his debut with the promotion at UFC 125. He was also moving down to 145 for the first time in his career. His opponent was Josh Grisby, who was originally supposed to fight champion Jose Aldo. So of course, Dustin was the underdog, but he looked good in this fight, especially on the feet where he was mixing up his attacks well and constantly pressing forward. Josh's only answer were submission attempts and takedowns, but it wasn't enough and Dustin ended up winning by unanimous decision. After picking up another decision win against Jason Young at UFC 131, Dustin went on to fight Pablo Garza, who he finished in the second round with a darts choke. At UFC 143, he faced promotional newcomer Max Holloway, who stepped in as an injury replacement. The two opened up the fight by trading on the feet, but then Dustin secured a takedown and got a hold of an armbar. This transitioned into a triangle armbar that forced Max to tap. This win streak led to Dustin's first UFC main event. His opponent was a Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung. First off, this fight was awesome. It was fast-paced and action-packed. Dustin was definitely going all out, but the Korean zombie always seemed to be a step ahead both on the feet and on the ground. This led to a fourth-round darts choke that put Dustin to sleep. After this defeat, he fought Ultimate Fighter Season 12 winner, Jonathan Brookins. Dustin controlled the action on the feet before finishing the fight on the ground with a darts choke. In February of 2013, he fought Cub Swanson. Although Dustin had his moments both on the feet and on the ground, so did Cub and overall he was the one maintaining octagon control. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 164, Dustin fought Eric Koch. Dustin was aggressive from the start by dropping Eric twice. And although Eric survived, he was getting controlled on the feet and on the ground. After three rounds, Dustin won by 
my unanimous decision. At UFC 168, he fought Ultimate Fighter Season 14 winner, Diego Brandao. After a back and forth opening round, Diego went down by punches and got finished by more ground and pound before the bell. Two and a half months later, Dustin fought Akira Khorasani. Dustin was the aggressor on the feet for most of the fight. This led to him finishing Akira on the second by punches. At UFC 178, Dustin fought former Cage Rage featherweight and lightweight champion, Conor McGregor. This fight had a lot of hype going into it due to Conor's rapid rise in popularity. And a lot of that had to do with his trash talking, which Dustin also got involved with. Conor was constantly throwing out predictions that he was going to finish the fight in round one, which he did in the first two minutes with a left hand and ground and pound, making it Dustin's first defeat by strikes. Following this defeat, he moved back up to lightweight as he believed the weight cut to 145 was distracting him from training. His first opponent at 155 was Carlos Diego Fajera. After a back and forth fight, both on the feet and on the ground, Dustin dropped Carlos with punches before finishing him with ground and pound. Two months later, he fought Yancey Medeiros. It was a dominant performance from Dustin who dropped Yancey a couple of times and controlled him on the ground with submission attempts. And although Yancey escaped, he got back up and ate a kick to the body before getting finished by punches. At UFC 195, Dustin fought Joseph Duffy. Although Dustin connected on the feet, he displayed more of his ground game in this fight by securing takedowns and throwing ground and pound. After three rounds, Dustin won by unanimous decision. At UFC 199, he fought Bobby Green. The two opened up the fight by trading on the feet, but it was Dustin's left hand that was the difference as he dropped Bobby a couple of times. The second knockdown led to ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. This win streak led to Dustin's second main event showing. His opponent was Michael Johnson, and despite being the favorite to win, Dustin got dropped in the first with the left hand before eating ground and pound that forced referee Dan Mergliata to step in. At UFC 208, he fought Jim Miller. It was a back and forth battle both on the feet and on the ground. And although Jim found success with leg kicks, Dustin was the faster fighter which led to the more significant shots. Plus, he was the aggressor on the ground. After three rounds, Dustin won by majority decision. At UFC 211, Dustin fought former UFC lightweight champion, Eddie Alvarez. After feeling each other out on the feet in round one, Dustin connected with a barrage of punches that looked moments away from ending the fight. But somehow, Eddie survived and connected with some hard shots of his own. He went on to take Dustin down and on the way back up, Eddie connected with knees to the head, which was illegal due to Dustin being a grounded opponent. Dustin was unable to continue, and due to the Texas Commission not operating under the new unified rules, referee Herb Dean ruled the fight as a no contest as he believed Eddie was unaware of the illegal blows. Six months later, Dustin fought in his third UFC headliner. His opponent was former UFC lightweight champion, Anthony Pettis. Although both men connected with some nice shots while on the feet, it was Dustin's grappling that made the difference as he secured multiple takedowns. It was a fun action-packed fight that ended unceremoniously in the third when Anthony tapped to a rib injury, which occurred from Dustin's body triangle during that round. This win led to another headliner. Dustin's opponent was former World Series of Fighting lightweight champion, Justin Gaethje. The action was only on the feet and both men were trading and eating shots. Justin was finding success with leg kicks and overall was pressing forward more, but Dustin was landing the more significant shots, and Justin got deducted a point for an eye poke in round 3. Although he displayed a lot of toughness with all the shots he was taking, it became too much in the 4th when Dustin dropped him with a barrage of punches that forced Herb Dean to step in. 3 months later, he fought Eddie Alvarez for a second time. After feeling each other out in round 1, the action picked up in the 2nd when both men attempted submissions that looked very tight. But while Eddie was on top, he threw a 12-6 elbow which is illegal, so referee Mark Goddard stood the fight back up. This gave Dustin the opportunity to connect with knees and punches that finished the fight. At UFC 236, he fought for the UFC Interim Lightweight Championship. His opponent was UFC Featherweight Champion, Max Holloway, making it their second meeting. In contrast to their first matchup, this fight was much longer and more competitive. Both men went back and forth on the feet, and although Max connected with some nice combos, so did Dustin. Plus, he was throwing at a greater volume and his shots had more impact. After 5 rounds, Dustin won by unanimous decision, making him the UFC Interim Lightweight Champion. This led to a unification bout at UFC 242 against Lightweight Champion.
champ, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Dustin got dominated in round one as he got taken down a few times and had to defend ground and pound and a neck crank. But he survived and in the second, he connected with punches that seemed to hurt Khabib. And early in the third, he had a really tight guillotine choke. But Khabib survived both of these moments and continued to dominate on the ground before locking in a rear naked choke that forced its tap. Following this defeat, Dustin fought Dan Hooker. It was a back and forth war that saw both men take some serious damage. It was insane how neither guy went down. The only time the fight went down was when Dan secured takedowns, which he did a lot of. But Dustin stayed busy with ground and pound and submission attempts. Regardless, the two would get back up quickly and slug it out once more. Despite the bout being competitive, it was Dan who was eating more shots. Dustin was throwing at a higher rate and mixing up his combos well. And after five rounds, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 257, Dustin fought former UFC featherweight and lightweight champion, Conor McGregor, making it their second meeting. Dustin opened up the fight with a takedown, but Conor got back up and began to press forward and connect with punches. Despite a solid round one, his output began to decrease due to Dustin's calf kicks. This led to a barrage of punches that hurt Conor and eventually dropped him, forcing Herb Dean to step in, making it Conor's first defeat by strikes. Although this wasn't for a belt, the magnitude of this win still makes it feel like it was. Because not only did Dustin avenge a loss, but he also wiped out any talk of him not being able to show up in big fights. He has elevated from a solid fighter to an elite one. So after going 8-3 in the UFC's featherweight division, and then moving up to 155 and becoming the interim champion, how did Dustin Poirier get so good? To me, he is a brawler with a high fight IQ. But that fight IQ had grown over time with experience. Because early in his career, Dustin was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with his opponents just like he does now. But back then, he took a lot of damage when he did so. And although he still gets hit now, it's not as much due to his head movement and defense. Plus, his ability to take damage has improved compared to before. And his gas tank seems like it could go for 10 rounds. Of course, his striking has also gotten better. He is able to throw punches and kicks at a high rate and not stop. Even when he's moving back, he's dangerous with his counters. Mix all these things together and he is now one of the scariest guys to stand and trade with. I mean, for him to outbrawl Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, and Max Holloway is a huge feather in Dustin's cap. And I haven't even gotten to his ground game. He's able to take the fight down when he needs to and he's also a danger with submissions. His takedown defense in general is quite solid. And as good as he was at 145, he truly shines a lightweight where the weight cut isn't as difficult for him. So how did his fight IQ improve? To me, I think his mindset has changed so much over the years. Almost every fight build up and stare down that Dustin was in back in the day got intense. He normally wouldn't start the trash talk, but he also wasn't afraid to partake in it. And the defeat that really changed it all was the one against Conor McGregor in their first matchup. Of course, that was a much heated build up and a lot of that had to do with Conor who went hard on the trash talk. And although Dustin didn't back down, this all affected him mentally. He would later admit after this fight that Conor's antics got to him and it really messed with his head prior to the bout. So that was the first sign for Dustin that he couldn't allow his opponents to mentally affect him. Then he was served a slice of humble pie by Michael Johnson. There was a lot of trash talk between both men, but Dustin definitely went overboard by overlooking his opponent. Prior to their fight, he called Michael average and downplayed his skills. He saw it as an easy win and when that didn't happen, it flipped the switch. Dustin thought he was better than his opponent. And the same happened before he fought Connor for the first time as he believed Connor was all hype. This was something that was truly holding him back. So Dustin took a break and focused on being a father to his newborn for the first time after a long training camp. And I think having a child really gave him another reason to not just keep fighting, but to also keep winning. And now with a head of hair, the transformation was complete. From this point on, Dustin was respectful to his opponents, which has led to him not overlooking them. And because of this, he is a much more confident fighter, which is what he needed in order to show up to the big fights. I can also say that his heart for fighting has grown even more. His ability to overcome adversity during a fight is remarkable, and I can't help but to think that being a father is a huge reason for this. In fact, it's almost funny to think that Dustin used to trash talk because of how nice of a guy he is. This is someone who started their own nonprofit to help people. It's a complete 180 from where he was back in the day. 
but this change definitely seems for the better, not only as a fighter but also as a person. And with all the attention and fame that he's been receiving since the win over Connor, I couldn't be happier for Dustin the Diamond Poirier to finally get his shine. My name is Keon and this is my take on Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.